0: love talk radio greetings and good evening this is joelle and i am the vibrarian i am back with another episode of the psychic inside show I love having these conversations with the people who I get to meet. And I believe that everyone is psychic, you just may not realize it. And so my hope is that you will hear something during these interviews that will help you realize something about yourself so that you don't uh, have mysteries and confusion and some of the things that we hear the guests talking about in their experiences, they grew into who they naturally were. I'm here on Tuesdays on the Vibrary Collective Network, which is hosted on Blog Talk Radio. That means you can call in during the show, ask questions, interact with my guests, and uh, join the conversation. The show line is... 646-787-8436. Uh, six, six, seven, eight, seven, eight, and you can press the hashtag or pound symbol and the number one. That lets me know that you have something that you would like to contribute or ask during each show. And I will get you on as soon as possible. Now, If you are calling to receive a psychic reading, then that does not happen until the second part of our show. The main focus this evening is going to be for us to hear about the guests and to actually have an opportunity to get to know them a little bit better. I am out there on social media on Facebook on uh, YouTube and Instagram. All of these shows are actually then posted over to the Vibrary YouTube channel. That's V I B E R A R Y and you can connect with me at the Vibrarian. That's T H E V I B E again for energy R A R I A N. I love to connect with the members of the Good Vibe tribe, so if you're out there, please connect and if you see something that's high vibe or if you know of a person who would be fascinating to learn more about, please send me a referral, send me a direct message, connect with me, and let's do what we can to elevate the conversation. The episodes of these podcasts are also out there on iTunes, Amazon music, tune in. Uh, verbal, all of the podcast directories, you can connect to hear these in your own time and own space if you have not been able to connect up with us for the live. Now, I live in Atlanta, and I will say Atlanta is a beautiful place to be Psychic. First of all, there's a lot of rich history in Atlanta, lots of uh, kind of like an intersection, but it's also been uh, connected to the metaphysical community for like years. There have been psychic fairs, there are psychic development schools. Uh, It pulls people from all over who want to be able to shop or offer their services in that And we have a very thriving economy of people who are out there connecting with high vibe service providers for things like spiritual counseling and sound baths and Reiki. I mean, there's just so much. It's really beautiful to see. But one thing that I've realized is that there are pockets and communities of psychics. And we're all intersecting. So I oftentimes have people on my show who then tap me into a whole new vein of other people that they are connected with, part of their tribe. And tonight's guest is actually connected through someone who was on this show before. Her name is Leah the Sun Star. Leah is a beautiful spirit. I totally enjoyed my conversation with her, and she ran down a whole bunch of people that she said I needed to really talk to. So when people I admire and think highly of recommend people they think highly of, I'm sure that there is a reason for it, and I'm off to explore that connection and my guest this evening graciously accepted my invitation to come on the show. So tonight I'm welcoming and happy to make your acquaintance, Berwin Kemp, or Prophet BK, as they like to say. Berwin, welcome to the Psychic Inside Show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm privileged and honored to be here.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. So, like uh, the group that Leah and some of the folks that have been on my show recently, uh, I think it's like Raise Your Vibrations, right? Uh, it's a long-standing group with many hundreds of members. And uh, Berwin, is, are you also in Raise Your Vibrations?
1: Yes, I am actually on the. I'm on the board uh, for the nonprofit organization for Raise Your Vibration Group.
2: See,
0: that's beautiful. So we have, and you all have been operating, what, a 10 years maybe?
1: Yes, about that long. Yes, that's kind Okay, of, that's
0: so true. it's a whole community of people who are gathering to do exactly that, raise their vibration, raise your vibration, raise each other collectively together. So I know that you are a bit younger than me but you seem to have had quite a lot of experience in terms of coming into and being comfortable with your gifts. Do you resonate with the term psychic? Is that how you identify?
1: I've learned to be all things to all people. So um, the, the word doesn't bother me, but I understand sometimes in society people have connected a negative connotation to it. So when I'm in certain settings, I know how to move amongst people.
0: Mm, And so certain settings, we're here in the South. And for all of Atlanta's progressiveness, when you kind of step outside the metro area or into certain pockets, we are in the Bible Belt, right? So (laughs) I saw in your bio that you uh, are minister turned mystic. So, like, let's talk about that um how does one turn from minister to mystic
1: awakening (laughs) (laughs) um it's always been there you know i remember as a kid um i'm originally from toledo ohio and Mm -hmm. i was actually the paper boy when i was like 13 years old so what i used to do is i would sneak the newspaper to my room and read the horoscopes. (laughs) Okay. And I felt like I was doing something that was so mystical and so, um, you know, usually when you're restricted from doing something it makes you more inquisitive to find out exactly why shouldn't i be doing this why shouldn't i be reading this so for me as a young man um being raised in the pentecostal church around a lot of the high vibration energy of praise worship the prophetic healings gifts the laying on of hands i just always felt like it was too confined for me and even when you read in the bible jesus was not even in the church he hung out with the, the nobodies that quote-unquote society says, you know, the has-beens and those type of things. So I wanted to be more like him. And, yeah, I didn't <laughs> want to be in the four walls of the church. It was just too confining for me. I was like, yeah, this is a little stifling.
0: Well, now, in the Pentecostal church, uh, that is very charismatic. So you had, like, speaking in tongues and uh, prophetic Like, I know I've been to service and there'd be a whole time period when people would come forward and the prophet or prophetess would lay hands and make proclamations. And if it was speaking in tongues and someone would receive and interpret that. So, like, was that the kind of environment where there was spiritual movement in the context of the church container?
1: from the mother's womb. (laughs) (laughs) I came out, I'm shocked my mama didn't have me on the altar. (laughs) But yeah,
3: so that's what I
1: witnessed as a kid growing up. But like I said, it just, it just, it was real and it was authentic, but I always feel like there was not only more of the mechanics, but a science behind it, because I'm also a science buff. So I was Mm -hmm. more into the universe, the atoms and molecules, and how does this work and how does that work? So, yeah, I was raised on the altar, praying, got filled with the Holy Ghost about the age of 10 with the evidence of speaking in tongues. We did a lot of fasting, a lot of praying, and I was graced that a lot of the elders saw the gifts that was in me, and so they put me up under the tutelage. But that whole thing really transitioned when I turned 17 years old and I sat up under a pastor by the name of Dr. Pat McKinstry in Toledo, Ohio, and she was the one who began to really birth the prophetic gift that was already in me, and then that's when my whole journey began.
0: Okay, so when you were a kid, were you having prosthetic things? Like, were you saying stuff about people or seeing visions? And the, were you able to express that in the church? Or was that only after encountering uh, Rep, the Reverend Pat, as you said?
1: Um, to be honest, I have these experiences from a child. Um, mm-hmm. I can remember about being three or four, seeing spirits. And, of course, you know, my mom was straight Pentecostal, so when I would tell her, because I wouldn't want to go to sleep at night in my room because I saw stuff walking around, and she would come in, and she would get down on our knees, and we would pray, and she'd be like, okay, now you can go to bed. They're gone. And I would be laying in bed like, no, they're not gone, but hey, mm-hmm. you say they're gone, we're well, we not going to have this discussion no more. But they, I see somebody sitting in that chair over there. <laughs> Okay,
0: Okay, so you had clairvoyance, then you had the sight to be able to see uh, energies that were not in human form any longer.
1: Yeah, and it was very... It was I'm not gonna say it was scary it was just because it was unknown and I didn't have anyone at that time at that young age to explain anything to me I began to learn how to turn it off probably by the time I got about seven or eight I stopped seeing spirits but my mm-hmm. intuition was always on point like I knew when things were going to happen I and even to this day my I'm 46 years old now and me and my mom had a conversation and she said well I knew you was intuitive when you were a mm-hmm. child, she said because I always saw it in your eyes. And now this is my mm-hmm. mom was a straight Pentecostal, tongue mm-hmm. told her, Bible quoting, devil mm-hmm. casting out. <laughs> when mm-hmm. she said intuitive, I was looking at her like I didn't even know you knew that word. But okay, <laughs> so yeah, it, it, I, it was it was well I, a disclaimer. My mom's side was Pentecostal. My dad's side was spiritualist.
0: Okay. So that's that's an interesting intersection because spiritualists are, I won't say they're anti-Pentecostal because they're not, but it's a freer form of spiritual connection than, say, a structured Pentecostal.
1: True. So I got to experience that when I was around my dad's side of the family because I have an aunt that's a spiritualist. And mm-hmm. so when I was around her, I was listening to the – back then, I'm telling my age, back then it was cassette tapes she would listen to. <laughs> and she was listening to Wayne Dyer. She was listening to Louise Hay. Mm-hmm. Um, all these different people, I would hear the, you know, tapes when we would be in the car. They'd be like, oh, life is good. Repeat after me. Life is good mm-hmm. and all that flows to me is abundant. And I would just be in the back seat like, huh? What is this? Uh-huh. And I was, you know, like, what's this? <laughs> and then I would be at church on Sunday, and, you know, we were speaking in tongues of dancing, but then when I would be around my aunt, I would hear a whole other typo. And for me, the curiosity also came because I saw my mom's side of the family, Pentecostal, my dad's side that was spiritualist, and I'm not – how do I say this without sounding judgmental? I noticed that the side that was spiritualist had a little bit more success. A little bit okay. more stability. I kind of noticed mm-hmm. it was like, okay, I'm hearing that this stuff is supposed to be not right. it's da da but they're being successful.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. what what
1: what's what's going on over here that I don't know about? So that's where the curiosity for me came with the mysticism.
0: And on your father's side do you did you come from then a family of mystics that were actually doing more practicing than what you were aware of did you like find out later that everybody was coming to auntie for for uh messages yeah. and for remedies yeah Yeah.
1: how did you know that you're exactly <laughs> right i actually one of my spirit guys that follow me is um my grandmother's uh aunt. So it's my great-great-aunt that my grandmother was named after, and I never knew who she was, but I kept getting readings, and people kept telling me, there's a lady that's following you that wants to talk to you. Her name is Lily. And I kept looking at them mm-hmm. like, no, only Lily I know is my grandmother, and she's still alive, so I don't know who you're talking about. So I had a conversation with the aunt, who's a spiritualist, and I told her, and she was like, oh, that's um your great-aunt Lily. And I was like, who? And she was like, She's the person that your grandmother was named after, and she was a medium, a tarot reader, and I was just like, okay, so that's who been followed me around. And when they described her, they always described her, but she always, the description script, sounded like my grandmother.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. See, I, what about on your, well, let me cross over. So what about on your mother's side? Was there some, uh, in the context of church seers and prophets? Prophets
1: manifested in that bloodline as well? Yes. So on my mom's side, um, my grandmother was a prophetess and a preacher, evangelist, missionary. Mm -hmm. All of my aunts and uncles on my mom's side, they either or are on the staff. Actually, I have an uncle that's a bishop um, in the PAW, and he's actually the archbishop over three or four churches, and he has Pentecostal churches in Africa.
0: Okay, so in their own way, both families are sides of your family. You you got it two fisted. You came by it naturally yeah. <laughs> to be <laughs> this intersection because you're like minister turned mystic. So like that's almost very literal kind of merger of these two upbringing sides of the coin and I think that's so fascinating because it's almost like the best of both worlds if you will if those worlds Mm -hmm. were not like causing you to stress for your gifts you know
1: right right well the the stress left once I moved to Atlanta in 98
3: (laughs) okay well once I left Toledo
0: well, so at 17, when you were um, this, if I want to get it right, you said Pat, Reverend Pat, Pastor Pat? Pat
1: um. Um, Bishop Dr. Pat McKinstry.
0: Okay, Pat McKinstry. So, like, what was it about that then, the pathway that you were set about, and this is, I'm sorry, is it he or she? I'm sorry. I didn't want to make it's sure she. I'm correct. she. Okay. So what was it at 17 that happened in the conversation? How did your path change after that?
1: With her, I got more one-on-one. And she's um, from the old school Kojic. So we literally would, like, leave Bible study and it was a Methodist church, quote-unquote. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, we was already talked about in the city because women weren't supposed to be pastors. And mm-hmm. uh, the name on the building was Methodist, not realizing we had a whole praise and worship team, an intercessory <laughs> prayer team, a prophetic team. We just mm-hmm. were not Methodist, of course. <laughs> but, you know, we got a lot of slack for that. But with her, I got the one-on-one because Pastor McKinstry is definitely a spiritual mother to a lot of us that sat under her because she literally would sit with us. When she would get home, we would make sure she got in, got safe, you know, and make sure she had something to eat because pastor would forget to eat because she was so busy doing ministry. And she would say, oh, y'all can sit down. And we would sit down on the floor and she would sit in this arm resting chair, um, like a recliner. And she would just talk about her childhood and seeing the mysteries of prayer and the miracles and the healings that she saw up under Bishop James and, um, some of the old people, like the OsWalds and um, Kenneth Hagen, and you know, she talked about the old school Pentecostal people who were mystics. You know, the ones who would come in, they would speak in tongues and stare into space. And then they would be stuck there for like 30 minutes, and then when they would come to, they would just start prophesying to people, laying hands on people, seeing cancer fall out of people's bodies, tumors being removed. So when I sat Mm -hmm. under her, I began to get the energy of the mysticism of Christianity, which has kind of been lost to this new modern age thing that has kind of hit the world where everybody's just kind of more on a religious end and not really having a relationship with God, spirit, and the ancestors, which are also in the Bible, but that's not another
0: story. <laughs> he said, let me drop that crumb right there, right? Yeah. So you had a uh a, a experience that broadened your perspective and connected the dots for you in a different way. And, like, so did you all begin to do those activities with her as you were gathered in circle or did you get sent out of the nest, little birds, to go
1: learn more elsewhere? Um, We actually started learning up under her. She literally, Mm -hmm. like, she would tell us, well, this is one of the things too about Bishop McKinstry. She would always tell us, I'm not raising you up to be church members. I'm raising you up to be leaders. Mm -hmm. And what I'm teaching you you should be able to go anywhere in the world and start your own ministry.
3: Okay. If you have
1: three tools, she always said, the word, prayer, and intercession, and worship.
3: Okay. The three
1: foundation principles to a relationship with the God consciousness of this universe, you can be successful anywhere. No matter what denomination you are, no matter what you know religious set you're a part of, If you have that intimacy with the God of the universe, the God that's within you, you can't, there's nothing you can't do. And so with that, she would tell us, those of us that were young prophets, she would say, you think you're a prophet? It's easy to prophesy in the church with a microphone in your hand with your nice suit on and your Gucci cologne. Mm -hmm. She said, but Mm -hmm. if you want to find out if you're a real prophet, go out there and prophesy in the ghetto. Mm -hmm. Go out there to the projects and start prophesying to people and speaking life into people. And she would always teach us the real ministry is not within the four walls. The real ministry is out there in the street. You want to see the healings, go out there into the streets, go out there to the places where other people don't want to go. And that's what she began to push us to do. So that's when I kind of at a young age kind of started getting the title prophet (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I just did what Pastor said. So I would go out there and I had my own little thing. You know, I would say, um, write down today's date, this time next year. And then I would just start prophesying. This is what God's okay. gonna do, and I started doing that at seventeen, eighteen years old.
0: Okay, and did you go out and do it in the street? and on the yes, outside, we had fun.
1: The <laughs> we used to bring in gangbangers, drug dealers, everything. Our church, when I we when I left, we had at least over six hundred members. When I joined, well, I think we had maybe a hundred members, and within two years of her teaching us and training us and activating us, the church was seating 600 people. When I joined, we used to have Bible study in a little classroom with maybe 10 chairs. Within the Mm -hmm. next year, we literally had to go to the basement. The next year, we got so big, we literally had to have Bible study in the sanctuary.
0: Okay, so you were all of you were moving spirit in people and connecting them with that creator, God self, and you know fill it packing the pews, as they would say, right? So yeah it, <laughs> What moved you out of that in Toledo, or were you doing that also here, or that was in Toledo?
1: Um, that was in Toledo. I left Toledo okay. in '96. And so right um, now, I did went, you come down here? No, actually, this is a funny story. My parents moved to Atlanta, Georgia in 1992, and okay. I did not want to come. So I got my <laughs> own place, and I said bye-bye.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I did not want to leave Toledo. I first of all, I didn't want to leave my pastor. Like, I was learning so much. I was like, no, this is mm-hmm. where God wants me. Mind you, I never prayed about it. I never asked God. Is it time for me to leave the house? Mm-hmm. I got spoiled.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: I was spoiled.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So when the move did happen in 96, um, it was a lot of situations and circumstances that started pushing me to feel like it was time for me to leave. And God was like, leave. And so I left Toledo, and I I thought I was slick. I moved to Cincinnati because it's like an hour away. I said, well, I'm an hour away. I could drive back on Sundays to be at church. Well, I got to Cincinnati and got in a relationship, and the partner I got into a relationship wanted to move to Atlanta. Okay.
0: <laughs> and
1: that's how Garrett, I got to Garrett
0: Atlanta. Garrett me on the stick, right? Right. <laughs> coaxed out of our comfort zone sometimes.
1: Yeah, God knew how to get me down here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when you got down here, I, I, like uh, I was here in 90 for college. We're within a few years of each other in age. And 92 was a great year, for me, college-wise, 96, the Olympics came, it really did shift Atlanta into, like, a different vibration. But, uh you know, in that era, Dr. Uh, Hillside International Truth Center was, like, the, to me, the biggest spiritualist traditional church uh, movement, Yeah. yeah. did you go to Hillside at all, or did you connect with the church, or were you still then in your own ministry?
1: Oh, no. I was still stuck to my home church. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. um, actually, Bishop had uh, an apostle that she knew that was starting a church here, and so I went over there to help him and became his praise and worship leader. Okay. So I was oh, still trying yeah. to stay Pentecostal.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're still simply, you know, in the church.
1: Yeah, I was trying not to leave, but Spirit <laughs> <just> getting saying, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: So how did you eventually move out of, well, have you moved out of church or you're, you you know, are you doing both in and out?
1: Um, As of now, I i don't want to say i'm doing both i am connected to a ministry it's not per se a church church um it's actually a temple that is a word of god teaching church but we also practice hoodoo and conjure and root work
0: okay so
1: (laughs) which is all in the bible
0: I'm saying I'm saying that's a real interesting uh sentence to have all those words in it, right? Because the average person is not necessarily versed in like a biblical connotation, but for those who are in the south and certainly in communities where you have like a indigenous connection to your spirituality, Things like uh, root work, hoodoo, or other ways of connecting with ancestors and the elements—that's very familiar because it does. It's like something your great-grandmother's mixed up in a jar, and you know that kind of thing that's passed down from person to person. Um, that. It's an intersection of culture and Christianity, if you will, but uh, it yes. tends to get uh, misrepresented in the narratives that divide us away from spirituality. So when you began to understand that you were drawn to do group work or hoodoo, what was that like within your Pentecostal container?
1: Well, it was, you know, spirit knows how to open up doors
0: <laughs>
1: and just push you on through. It's like, okay, time to go. But the shift originally came in 2010. Um, I went to help my aunt, who's a spiritualist, and I went to help her clean the garage. And we got out to the garage, and she said, we're going to pray first. And I'm looking like, pray? Like, why are we praying before we clean it? We just came to clean the garage. Well, she grabbed my hands and she started praying for me, for me to elevate, for me to be enlightened, for me to find my calling. Like that whole prayer just went somewhere as it was not supposed to. (laughs) I almost ended Mm -hmm. up on the floor when she got done with that prayer. And after that prayer, she had me sit down and watch the DVD, The Secret. Mm -hmm. And that was the beginning of me coming into the metaphysics. And for me, it was easy because Everything that they talked about when it comes to the laws of the universe is biblical. There's nothing about the laws of the universe that you can't find in the Bible. Everything mm-hmm. from the power of your words, mm-hmm. I mean, that's right there in the Bible. Oh, yeah. um, your words, your thoughts, as a man mm-hmm. thinketh, so is he. The power mm-hmm. of life and death is in your tongue. Ask, ye mm-hmm. shall receive, speaking and ye shall. So it was just like, okay, it made, I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> this myth, you know, this metaphysical stuff ain't, ain't ain't nothing wrong with it. Like, why are they trying to demonize it when it's, it's all the Bible? But the only thing that was taken away with that is, is that when you're dealing with Christianity or different religions, they have their own doctrines and dogmas. Right. And so the only thing I saw different was the fact that you didn't have to pay your tithes every Sunday. You don't have to live holy. You don't have to wear a long skirt to your ankles. Uh, you could wear makeup. You know, it was just... A, For me, the difference was there was no rules and regulations. It was in a relationship with God of the universe and the laws that he put into the universe for all of us to use. And so for me, when I started getting into metaphysics, it was very easy because it was very scriptural. And I've always been an avid, like the Holy Spirit would lead me and guide and direct me. And I asked him, I said, now, if this ain't right, Holy Ghost, you better let me know now. And (laughs) as I kept delving into it and I kept studying, I was like, okay, this ain't nothing wrong with this. And then once I got to Hoodoo, um, I met a group called the Hoodoo Bible Study Group that's um, spearheaded by a young man by the name of Cosmic New Age. And he's a preacher, a prophet, and a root worker. So when I started sitting in their Bible studies, and he literally would start talking about the word and then put this here and put that there and mediumship was in the bible ancestor veneration was in the bible um people don't pay attention to it but in the bible in daniel it called daniel uh, the master magician mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i got a little offended because i'm like well the church never talked about that part
3: <laughs> you know i'm
1: like that is, right. it's in the, it's in the King James bible it's not you know so that's for me it was easy to walk into that and then when I began to understand the history of hoodoo and that it, it was originated by our ancestors for their safety, for their protection, and for their connection to their spiritual roots of their, of their original spiritual practices, it was just natural for me. And then I prayed and asked God one day, I said, so God, now, you know, this hoodoo stuff is a little different. And I had bought a hoodoo tarot deck. And I told mm-hmm. God, I said, well, do you want me to really like study this and get deeper into it? The next day, my sister called me and said, hey, I got a package coming for you through Amazon. I'll be on the lookout. <laughs> why mm-hmm. did my sister, who is not a spiritualist, as a matter of fact, she used to be an atheist, why did she send me the exact same hoodoo tarot deck that I had already bought? Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Message.
1: <laughs> and I was just like, okay. <laughs> All right. I got the message loud and clear. So that's why it was easy for me to make that transition into from the minister to mystic, because I believe that we put titles and, and, and words in certain places um, that make people feel or think a certain way, when at the end of the day, it's all God, it's all spirit, and it's all one.
0: Mm-hmm. And Some people, that's a challenging, challenging notion, I think, mostly because, of, as you said, doctrine, doctrinal teaching, which exists in all spiritual practices like the new age metaphysical practices develop doctrines too that uh, then we begin to reject certain ways of being and I think that's part of our human uh, trying to uh, uh, put our human minds around stuff we bring that into the spiritual conversation in a way for those who are listening uh, to the show that may not know what is hoodoo, and then would you answer then also to like the difference between hoodoo and voodoo? <laughs> okay,
1: so hoodoo is is not a religion, but it was it's spiritual practices that the ancestors created that they learned from some of the indigenous people who were here. Hoodoo connects with plant medicine, um, conjure, which is conjuring up the spirits, conjuring up the ancestors, and of course, you know, root work is dealing with the herbs, the earth, the planet, um, even the astrology. All of it was combined and created in a time of slavery where we had to learn how to incorporate our African spiritual principles with Christianity. And the biggest mm-hmm. spell book they found was the Bible.
0: mm mm-hmm. Okay. (laughs) There are a lot of people that would be uncomfortable with it saying that the Bible is full of spells, (laughs) you know?
1: Uh, They would feel so uncomfortable saying that. Well, they, yeah, they'll feel. But what's sad is that everything that they uh, try to denounce is right there in the Bible. Like, I've had people argue with me about mediumship. But if you want to go to the Bible, it's mediumship all in the Bible because Jesus stood on Mount Transfiguration and had a whole conversation with Elijah and Moses.
0: Right. Yeah, and Joseph dreamed, you know, and helped the king plan for his famine. And you know what I'm saying? Um, there's so many instances of um, angels appearing to Elizabeth and Mary. I mean, like, uh, the mysticism was more accepted in the biblical context than it has been by the readers of the Bible in modern
1: times. <laughs> Well, I think that's beginning to change, though.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: we have a lot of people that are looking for more and looking for answers. And so I, especially this young generation, they just kind of like, yeah, that work for grandma now, but <laughs> right. I'm going to find my own path. My and generation, we was told, look, we were saved because our mama made us be saved. <laughs> right. we, we didn't get right. saved because we loved Jesus. You're going to live saved. You're not going to listen to R&B music. We had no choice. But once we all became adults and went on our own spiritual path, then God let us on the path where we were supposed to go. And I think this younger generation, they're totally different from us. They're looking for truth. They're looking for their power. They're looking for who their authentic self is. We really didn't have that liberty. We was a little bit more, right. you know, kind of controlled and you know this is what you're gonna um, be when i when you get out my house you do what you want to do but if, for me in my house we gonna serve the lord we go to church right we go to church yes uh, right, right, <laughs> yes <you
0: know? laughs> and, unfortunately that's driven a lot of people well, it's two things. So it's driven people away from church because the routine discipline structure of control, like you have to go to church, it had nothing to do with your having a relationship with God. It was about being in and being in the right place because good folk be at church on Sundays, right? But that's part of the shift from the Piscean to Aquarian that we are coming out of institution and structure into an individuated uh, exploration of the world, and that includes our spiritualism. We're just at the very, very beginning of that energy,
1: but it's pretty uh, cool so far. (laughs) Yeah. And I I would also say this. As mystic as I am as intuitive and hoodoo and making oils and herbs and lighting candles, I will never, ever be able to take away the foundation because the church not only taught me a uh, foundation, but it gave me discipline.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what if they train up a child in the way he should go, and when he was old, he will and not depart. <laughs>
1: not depart, that's true.
0: <laughs> Right. But one of the things that you're talking about is like the discipline of, well, you know, we know that every Sunday we devote time or Sunday and Wednesday or Sunday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, depending on your denomination or seven days a (laughs) week, depending on how deep you grew up in church. But to have that time set aside that this is the day that we are going to be in spirit from breakfast through lunch at the church through afternoon to revival at night, that discipline of setting aside time for conversations with God. Uh, lends itself well to developing meditative practices and rituals that are yours later Mm -hmm. because of that discipline that you speak about. So I definitely get that. Mm -hmm. And it's a lifestyle. Right, well, it's like, like, yeah, (laughs) the way of being, right? because uh, I'm sure you can't imagine not talking with God and spirit about your life at this point like why would I do this without that connection versus right. having to like how you know how do I incorporate this into my living you already had it as let's see did God tell me to leave here you know God didn't show me the signs you were open to that um, GPS if you will
3: <laughs>
0: yeah, being yeah, active yeah. for you. So when you started doing, well let's okay so we got hoodoo and root work and of course like voodoo and ifa those are the African names for traditions that then these are derived from like voodoo hoodoo. Uh, These are all derivatives of the original spiritual practices of indigenous Africans, you know, and people tend to get the words uh, confused on purpose, I think, because that's been put out there. Uh, you were always when I first got down to the south. I would always hear people talk about, oh, somebody's gonna put roots on you. You know, it was like not <laughs> roots, <laughs> right? It was about having something harmful done to you. Oh, you better not do this. Somebody, this person might, you know, go to the hoodoo man and put something on you. You know, or do you want to get a love spell or things like that? It was kind of like uh. For me, moving from Ohio, Kansas, Ohio, down to the south, it was a conversation I'd never been exposed to before until I got down here. And then everybody be like, oh, that's New Orleans. It's like, no, it's not, right? It's not at all. (laughs) If you know know to go to the sister elder in the church and she brings out a mason jar with the herbal remedy that's probably got a little shine in it, but she brings it to you. Okay. The stuff out of your chest, right? that's the root work or you know um that's working with nature from a natural point to provide healing to the body it becomes less scary when you step out of the narrative and into the actual practices of of being healed and helped by people using these wisdoms that have been passed on from ancestor to ancestor to ancestor. So you talked about ancestor veneration, and we know in the Bible there's a whole chapter of begats and begats who was the son of seventh and the begat of whatever. I can't even remember which Bible it was, but it's pages (laughs) and pages of ancestor uh, reverence through naming. Uh, And that was important to the Jewish Old Testament culture in which the Bible was, you know, written in different contexts. So as you look to the modern day veneration of ancestors, what does that look like for you? And like, how are you working with that energy in your prophetic ministry and mystic ministry?
1: Oh, that's a good question. (laughs) Actually, I will say this: I noticed my spiritual life change once I began to do ancestor veneration. Okay, doors were open. Doors were open. Things were a little bit easier to manifest, Um, and they've become part of my life, I think we sometimes, when people transition because they're not physically here no more, we don't realize that they were still consciousness and energy. And so we just kind of put the obituary, you know, in a Bible somewhere or put it in a a closet on a shelf and we forget about them. And we forget that they existed, they have wisdom, they have knowledge that they can share and impart into us. Mm -hmm. which is what Jesus experienced on the Mount Transfiguration. You know, Moses and Elijah was giving him wisdom, knowledge, and information. So for me, um, because I know most of my ancestors were mystics and Pentecostals, um, I I play their music for them. Um, I make their coffee. You know, I do certain things to incorporate the honor and the reverence for them and saying thank you because I come from you. And what people don't understand, even if you don't have an author, your ancestors are in your DNA.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So the you begin to make your heart the altar where you can talk to them, mm-hmm. where you can commune with them, where you can ask for wisdom and guidance, especially if you knew them um, and you knew some of the area of expertise. Like if you, mm-hmm. you know, dealing with a, a court case and you knew you had an uncle that was a lawyer, you know, you could contact his energy and say, hey, I need to help with this court case. He might. And lead you to somebody that he may have even used to work with or he, you know, might know some good lawyers or, you know, it's, it's, it's broader than just having an altar. It's allowing them to be a part of your life and helping you guide you on your path. And I know that my ancestors were all prophets. The spirit guide that walks with me is a prophet and a pastor. And so I know that they have been down the path, so I ask them for their guidance and for their wisdom when I teach classes. Even before I do readings, I invite them in to help them intuitively help me with the information because I understand that they have their gifts still as well. And so it's almost like with my mantle coupled with their mantle. And it's even in the Bible. They talk about it when Elijah went up in the chariot of fire, he threw down his mantle. And mm-hmm. Elijah had a double portion of what right. he had. And he wasn't even his blood. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, he wasn't even a blood relative. So imagine if you begin to connect with and just honor. You know, I, I, people have to understand the word is veneration, not ancestor worship. We don't worship no. them. So we the difference in
0: venerating and worship is what?
1: Venerating is honoring them, thanking them. Worship is saying, "Oh, we thank you." Um, worship is adoration t- towards a person for who mm-hmm. they are, which is we only worship God, the Most High. We venerate, which is honoring, respecting, and showing gratitude towards.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a key distinction, right? And and I think that also is applicable because like we tend to venerate the hierarchies outside of our dimension, like to say angelic beings, but it's like angelic beings are a form of our ancestor. And so the relationship of mutual aid and support Exist, But we've been taught that it's, uh, you know, bow and subject yourself to the higher being that you could never hope to become yourself because you're low, sinful, and fallen. That tends to separate us from all of the dimensional beings that are really of that same one spark of God that are here to support and love and light each other.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: now do you find um well it's always interesting because you encounter doctrinal uh i won't say corruption because that might sound a little harsh but when you see people having practices that you're like oh that's not how that works (laughs) right like uh That's not aligned. Or, you know, uh, for a person who may have an ancestor that they're working with in a worshipful dynamic, um, have you encountered people who have gotten themselves into problems because of
1: this? I haven't because I mind my business. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen some things, but I've learned to just let people follow their path.
0: Mm -hmm. they'll
1: learn (laughs) because people don't want to listen right people want to do what they want to do they want to feel like they're right and you just be like oh okay but i have (laughs) seen some people i I haven't seen them get really jacked up but i have seen them doing it for the wrong intentions
0: Mm -hmm. right
1: like i know people who have created ancestor altar because they just want to make money
0: (laughs) and i'm just Mm -hmm. looking like oh
1: okay Well, you can do all kinds of root work, make as many oils as you want, light as many green candles. But at the end of the day, you still have to have a relationship with the Mm -hmm. spirits that walk with you.
0: Right. And I think a lot of people step into conjuring accidentally or without education and beginning to work with energies that they're not really prepared to work with
1: yeah
0: is that a taxable yeah. way of saying
1: yeah you know if you can call the
0: rain it. and you've learned you know some modality of calling rain but then you call a flood onto your house that nothing else can but you conjured a rainstorm and your power your roof got collapsed because of that You know, and that sounds far-fetched to some people, but that's, like, really, truly uh, the, the power that we have that is unknown to us in terms of speaking life into things, speaking and working things into existence and working with, if Moses can part the sea, then we know that the ability to work with nature exists within us, right?
1: True, true.
0: In terms and of people when,
1: do do it for the mm-hmm. wrong intentions, and that's where it all yeah, and they get jacked turns, up, <laughs> then they gotta come to those of us with to bring back right <laughs>
0: because if a, a person in church does it for the wrong reasons, the pastor be yep. money or day it turns left, it's not just in spiritualism, I think it's in all of the practices, so so yeah, as you are now can people come to your church service? Uh, Can they, how can they connect with you? Like, I know that you're doing all of these services. I'm assuming you see clients and you hold space and teach other people. Like what, what is Berwin or Prophet BK doing now with all these spiritual gifts?
1: Well, um, I host a class on Sundays at 7 p.m. Um, Called Prophet uh, Spirit Speaks with Prophet B.K. and it's just a space where we come together to be transparent, to learn, to grow, and just to have community.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that, where is that? And you can again? find it. It's on Sundays. Um, they could mm-hmm. go to the ryv.world, dot world and it's on our the Raise Your Vibration um, website on our page, and you could just click on courses. And then it has a list of the different courses because I teach on – mine is at 7 on Sundays. Um, Leah's is every other Sunday at 3. And so that's a space where we've created where we all can just use our gifts and abilities to help teach and Activate and you know, impart what we have been given by the grace of God to other people. So it's every Sunday, um, ryv.world, dot world, and they can just click on the link and they can join my Sunday classes at seven p.m.
0: Okay. And is there going to be like singing and like is it is there a flavor of church to it or is it?
1: Uh... No, we ain't that deep yet. <laughs>
0: okay.
3: <laughs> no,
1: um, we we really um, right now we we really do like series. So right now the topic I'm teaching on and expounding on is dreams and visions.
3: Mm-hmm. Um.
1: So really we do like a check-in, see how everybody's doing, how everybody's week been going, and then we kind of go right into the topic or discussion. And I love feedback. It's not where I just sit there and do all the teaching. I ask other people that join what is their perception is, what, is, what have mm-hmm. they experienced, you know. So it's not just me sitting there uh, giving a dialogue the whole time because I really don't like to be taught or preached at.
3: That, I yeah. like dialogue.
1: Mm-hmm. I like you know. I like interaction. So it's not mm-hmm. like you gonna come and we gonna have some praise and worship team and then offering time and now it's time for the word. No, it's just <laughs> okay. it, it, we we lay back. We some of us in our pajamas. Some got on t shirts and shorts and we just come together for the fellowship, the communication of of community and. I do usually have a topic, like I said, I usually have a topic that we I just expound on. I don't try to get too deep um, because you have to know how to feed people without, because everybody don't need too much information. They're going to go into brain overload. And then usually mm-hmm. at the end, um, I save space and time where uh, before we get off, if anybody have any intuitive questions, I'll pull a tarot card deck f- for them or I'll ask them if they need a... Answer to anything, and we'll intuitively see what spirit is saying for this situation. Mhm. So that's
0: Sunday for those of you who are in the Atlanta metro area. And is Raise Your Vibration still meeting like on Wednesdays down in Little Five Points?
1: We actually had to go back to the Zoom because okay. of all the uh, mm-hmm. restrictions with the uh, COVID. Right. Okay, but you are but we, still
0: meeting, and people can find that at ryv.world as well, correct?
1: Y- yes, that's correct.
0: What I encountered, I I met Adam at the Blue Barn, I think, many, many moons ago, and he had told me about that group, and so I came once or twice, uh, this was years ago, so it was still in person, and it was... It was like a group share, like there was some discussion at the top, but then we split into small groups and were basically intuiting over each other, like practicing our skills, practicing our clairvoyance, clairaudience, seeing if we were, you know, speaking what came on us to speak to other people who then were also practicing but I also know that there were topical discussions authors who came in one of my previous guests Misty Oaks Paxton she just released her book yeah. Open, and I saw that she was uh, with you all as your featured speaker at an event recently as well so it's kind of like it's just all kinds of things with the intention of raising your vibration there's not just one thing that happens at
1: this meetup, correct? Yeah, we're kind of like the X Men. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we always jokingly we say. We're like the X Men. Everybody has their gifts, their talents. We all have these different mutant gifts, and we all mm-hmm. come together to build community. We're like a family. That's what because mm-hmm. all of us, we all talk, we all get together for lunch and dinner and things. So it's it's a family.
0: Well, that's beautiful. So people who want to connect with that group, of course, now that it's gone virtual, there's opportunity for our listeners who are not in Atlanta to be able to connect. And you, as an individual service provider and practitioner, what is it that you are able to do for people um, if they call you up or or ring your phone?
1: Um, I do spiritual reading. And spiritual coaching, depending on – because some people don't need readings. Mm -hmm. Some people need Mm -hmm. coaching. And if it's not in my field or if it's not my area of expertise, I have – we have a community that we can – I send people. Like I have um, a friend that's um, a Haitian voodoo priestess. So she Mm -hmm. does more of the more heavier things, and she does the cleansing, the baths, and all that. So if that's what they need, I'll send them in that direction. Um, So it's like – For me, spiritual readings and spiritual coaching, because like I said, some people don't need readings. They need to learn how to take tools and principles to put together what it is that they already know that they need to be Mm -hmm. doing. And sometimes they just need different tools to begin to put in place to activate what it is they need to be doing or trying to manifest or walk into their purpose. Mm,
0: That's very true. Um, For people who... Want to engage your services? How can they best reach
1: you? Um, they can email me at Son of the Harvest, which is S O N O F T H E H A R V E S T at gmail dot com.
0: Okay, and they can also I,
1: find me on Facebook as well.
0: And that's at at Berwyn Kemp, right?
1: That is correct. And my um, Instagram is also the same. Okay.
0: And that's B E R W Y N K E M P all together. And, uh, of course, that contact information will be in the show notes when this goes out and is distributed so that you can reach him. And I've got him tagged on my pages. So there's, like, as many entry points to the connection. But the beautiful part is that spirit will facilitate that when the 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 person can help you with what spirit needs you to be helped with. I have to smile and laugh because as I'm doing the show, I'm sitting looking over at my beginnings of my ancestral altar. And I say that because I'm not <laughs> a big ritual practitioner, but I'm looking at the pictures of my grandparents. And my grandfather was actually like one of – The first, second being that had passed over that I knew of that came through in a reading for me. And prior to having these experiences, the church doctrine I learned was that the dead are asleep and then they rise on the day, right? So when I was starting to have, like, manifestations of my own gifts, I would always hear hymns. So when I sat in front of the reader and she said, you know, she described this man who was there and the way that he smiled and she said, you know, he sing, he's singing with you through your life and he's here to help you bring in your harvest. He's a farmer and he would sing over my oh, shoulder as wow. I would play piano. He would sing the old hymns of the church. And in Midwest Kansas Church, not, you know, Bible something, Method, United Methodist, pretty square, middle-of-the-road doctrine, but here she's telling <laughs> you that, you know, he's here, and he's here to help you sing through life and to bring in the harvest, so when you said son of the harvest and when I was receiving your communications earlier it hit different as I'm looking at my and my grandfather and his farm farmhouse <laughs> to to me as we're doing this show this evening so it's so beautiful these types of things of revelations that the life that we thought how life was kind of flat dimension to find out that we're surrounded by truly a mighty host of people and beings who want nothing more for us than to be at our best, that really makes one's heart feel good. And I know it has to bring you, like, a deep sense of purpose to be serving others through your connection with God.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. The Bible calls it our great cloud of witnesses.
0: Yes, mighty cloud, yes. (laughs) Well, this is an interesting conversation, and one of the beautiful parts of the show is that we are able to provide our listeners with many readings and Berwin has agreed to provide that on air this evening so we are going to begin to open up the phone lines I've got already three people um, who have been waiting to speak with you now for each of you who are connecting please understand that this is a recorded show it's going to be out there forever and ever on the internet and you are also having your spiritual conversation in the public eye So I certainly honor you with gratitude for being willing to open yourself up for our View as you're having this conversation with Berwin, and uh, but just keep that in mind. And also, this is not about any kind of third-party readings. It's not something that oh, uh, we're going to support because it's not ethical. So this is really about you and the questions that you have for him. And Berwin, do you have any like guidelines or what you need from people to begin the reading? Where you need like a, a name or initial or anything else that they should know before we begin to connect
1: you? Um, Just their name and their question.
0: Okay, excellent. So without any further pause here, uh, we are going to start with our first caller. Uh, he has been holding uh, since the very beginning. Actually, everybody has pretty much been holding for the with their hand raised for at least an hour. So caller 216 from Ohio, you are on the line with Berwyn. Who are we speaking with?
1: This is uh, Desmond calling from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, Hi yeah, Desmond, thank night.
0: you for thank you for calling this evening. So, uh, Berwin, go
1: ahead. Hey Desmond, how are you doing? Uh, hey, how's it going? Yeah, my uh, question is, um, uh, like spiritually, I know I have to move out of Cleveland, and my first, my spirit telling me to move to Atlanta. I just want to know when do you see that? You see it happening, like next next year or the year after? I see it towards the end of 2022. I see you trying to rush, so don't rush. Um, there's still a few more things you need to square up there in Cleveland, but 2022, closer to 2022, 2022 to 23, around in that area. I see you trying to go sooner, though, but don't go sooner. Don't go sooner? Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, because I see you trying to go by this, the end of this year. <laughs> That's what I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Spirit is saying, "Be patient. Be patient, because there's still some things you, and there's still some family members, and things, and some some reconciliation that's going to happen before you leave." Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Appreciate that. All right. All right. Thank All right, Desmond, thank
0: you for calling. And if you want to go further and deeper for like, as, as Berwin talked about the, you know, outside of the reading, like how do you work with what the messages are, please do reach out to him for a deeper dive. Thank you so much. All right, so thank you. Our next caller is going to be uh, with the last four digits, 1652. You're on the Psychic Inside Show for Berwin Kemp. Who are we speaking with? Hi, my name is Keisha from North Carolina. Hi, Keisha. All right. Hi, Keisha. Thanks for
3: calling. Hi. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, I would like to also move, and I was wondering uh, which way would Spirit like
4: for me to travel and what direction?
1: <laughs> Has Spirit given you an inkling of where to travel, where to move to?
3: Well, um, it's either like Virginia or California, Well, I, I really end up, uh maybe somewhere around the Gulf of Mexico,
1: you know. Yeah, I keep seeing water. Um,
3: yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. I see I water like to
1: and water. a lot of, yeah, I keep seeing a lot of water around you. Um, what? And I'm going to tell you what I'm hearing. Write down the two mm-hmm. different locations or the three different locations that you want. Put it up under your pillow. Mm-hmm. And when you go to sleep, ask your spirits to reveal the correct location for you. All I keep saying okay. though is water. There's a um a lot of indigenous energy in your uh, bloodstream, and the water is going to help bring out uh-huh. a lot more of your spirituality.
3: I know, I know, I know. Okay. Yeah, I'll do but that. But they want
1: they. I'll do that. You you, you already know, but you you are battling with what you know. There's still some connections to where you add. Yeah, I'm, BST, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know. (laughs) Yeah, I know.
1: (laughs) You got this, sis. You got (laughs) that.
3: Okay. All right. Thank you so much. God bless you.
1: (laughs) Thank you for calling. (laughs) Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. Thank
0: you, Keisha. That was wonderful. I appreciate you calling this evening. And we're going to keep on moving because the phone keeps lighting up with people who are wanting to ask questions. So I appreciate all of you tuning in to the show and for this conversation with Berwin. This is just great and this is why we're here. So caller ending in 6439,
4: you are on the Psychic and Sox Show with Berwyn. Who are we speaking with? Hi, this is Mindy from Washington. Hi, Mindy. Hey, we've got
0: three states. This is great. All right, go ahead.
4: Yeah. <laughs> um, so I recently um, just met a guy, um, and I don't remember his name. We were supposed to have, we, we met just... Briefly one night and I just started Talking to him and, and like We really hit it off but then um He kissed me and left my Room or whatever and then We were supposed to have dinner the next night And he never showed up and I just don't know Like what his name is or if I'm ever Going to see him again or I feel like there's a hole and I don't even Know <laughs> maybe if you guys So is question, you know. your yeah. question Are you going to
1: see him again Is that your question are you going to see him again
4: or is he going to, yeah. I feel
1: like, <laughs> can I just be honest?
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, you're going to see him again. But I keep seeing a warning sign. I feel like the reason he didn't show up is because he's also in another relationship.
4: I figured that much. Yeah, he's too good of a guy to not have somebody there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, but for you, what I would do is I'm hearing spirits say this is a season of you really focusing on self-care and self-love. There's some more levels of loving yourself and focusing on love within yourself that's going to match the vibration of the person that's going to come into your life. And spirits say don't get hooked onto one person. As you're on this journey, there's going to be other people that's going to come along that's going to seem like, oh, this is the one. It's not.
4: Nah. Yeah. Okay. So he's just. I, I mean, you you to... Want you to. Go ahead. I I don't um I I don't know even if I would see him again then because he lives over on the other side of the mountain and he was just he's a group thing that he was here but. That's weird. Oh,
1: I see y'all I see y'all running into each other. Okay. Wherever you met him at in the area he's in, he frequents that area. But like I said, I see him in a relationship, so I don't know how soon it'll be, but you will run into him again.
4: Just huh. make sure that when you okay. see
1: him you don't jump his bones and don't knock his head off, okay?
4: <laughs> okay. Oh, well, I didn't do okay. that last time. I was just, yeah, I, I was, I was being haved, but yeah, I mean, there was something charismatic and redeeming about him that was different than most of them. You know, I've had a crush on Brad Pitt my whole life, and if he came in my life right now, I'd be like, sorry, Brad, but I gotta go. You know, I got things to do. But this guy is a little bit different, so weird. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Now, write down the qualities of what it is that you want in a partner. And don't have a picture of a specific person, but just begin to create the energy of what it's going to feel like when you connect with that person that you want to be with. Okay. it's going to help you manifest it quicker.
4: Okay. That's good to know. Perfect. All right. Well, (laughs) thank you. you. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you for for calling, Mindy. I appreciate
0: you coming on the show this evening. Beautiful. I love everyone's energy just feels so good, you know, in terms of uh, the conversation, the energy that I'm just feeling through the phone line. So that's uh, beautiful. Are you feeling that too?
1: Oh yeah, everybody's so warm. <laughs> yeah,
0: right, I'm just smiling. So that's great. I'm glad for that this evening. Oh, We've got another caller here from uh, Caller Ending End. End seven zero two eight you are on the psychic inside show with berwin this evening who are we speaking with
3: hello my name is patricia thank you for taking my call
1: hi patricia hello patricia
3: hi berwin i'd like to ask hmm, (laughs) so many questions um I felt a pull started last year for me to relocate to the Southwest, and I'm going to visit there next month. This particular state, and it's don't know anybody there, no family, nothing. Um, can you tell me is it a more of a cultural, ancestral, spiritual, and well, hold on, I'm trying to trying to get this all in one question.
1: What's I can tell you theme? what I see now. When you when you step foot on the ground, you're going to okay. know the answer. There is Are you a preacher? No. <laughs> Do you come because I see preachers all around you. Do you come from a family that preaches?
3: Oh, there is an aunt that was one um but i don't know if any i don't really know a lot about my family history on my mother's or father's side
1: yeah because i see you have a very nurturing spirit so when you go to this visit when you go visit when you step Mm -hmm. foot on the ground i see the holy spirit giving you a vision of where spirit is going to take you i see you either it's not a church but it's like a spiritual community that you're going to be called to teach and impart the knowledge of everything that you've been through in your life are you writing a book because spirit is saying it's time for you to write a book as well
3: yeah and i just really my attention is so spread out uh because i'm um, teaching myself new skills so that i can the uh a lotion, location-independent business, um, and one of those is a book. And I'm just trying to determine which the subject to start with, and of course, the money to obtain the money to start that, because so, it'll probably be probably self-publishing and moving forward from there, and of course, learning the business.
1: I'm gonna tell you something that I learned at an early age. God works best with nothing. So okay. don't stress yourself about where the resources are going to come from. Mm-hmm. When you make the move, everything's going to fall into place.
3: Okay. But it's time to get this book written down.
1: Yeah. That's all I can see you're writing. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Most definitely. But this trip, right. this visit, it's going, to, it's going to connect some dots for you.
3: All right. Yeah, because I'm, I'm feeling um, that it will be good, uh, and of course, I'm going to relocate there. If not the end of December, then probably January or February of next year.
1: Okay. Yeah, because there's a once you make the move, there's a different portal that's going to open up for you.
3: All right. Okay. All right okay yeah i have to get out of this negative energy here in this city and state
0: uh, all right well thank you very much
1: thank you for calling
0: thank Abditation. you thank you for calling and uh blessing safe travels to you as you step through your portal <laughs> how exciting lots of <laughs> people lots of relocations we're changing our grid points up i guess now that uh some uh things have been made apparent to us over the last couple of years everybody's got their bags packed berwin
1: <laughs> okay well that's a very key point about walking in your purpose you have to be in the right geographical location because even in the Bible, the angels showed up at a certain place and time. So there's a right. chronological time that we have to be a part of when it comes to fulfilling our purpose and our destiny.
0: Mm-hmm. And I would think we all don't need to go into the belly of the whale because we weren't trying to go where we
3: needed okay. to, go to do our work. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Look, I ended up in, in
0: that
1: well that's, you know? <laughs> that's how I got to Atlanta. I had, I had, I jumped out that well once myself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he said, I'm good. I'm ready to go. Like, where well, like, well, send me, okay. there I go. Right? <laughs> All okay. <right>. We, <laughs> we have got another caller here for a question. And so this is caller ending 7618. Who are we speaking with?
2: Hey, this is Stacy. How are you? Hi, Stacey. Thanks hey, Stacey. for calling. Thank you for taking my call. So
0: what's your question okay. for Berwin
1: this evening?
2: Oh, by the way, I like your name, sir.
1: <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> how
2: how is it pronounced?
1: Berwin. Berwin.
2: Okay, very very different. Never heard of that name before.
1: Yeah, me too. Just my
2: dad. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a clothing designer. Like <laughs> it sounds oh, I like, like that. very fashionable. Yeah, very fashionable. Okay. So my name is Stacy. I'm intuitive. And um I, I live it well, I'm actually I'm going to be living in my mind, the way that I see it intuitively, I see myself living between New Jersey and Atlanta. So the New Jersey move is really easy. So far as the Atlanta move, do you see me buying a townhouse or either running a townhouse, I would say, sometime in spring of 2022, between spring and summer or between spring and uh, fall next year?
1: It's going to be better spring and fall. Right around the equinox. Because there's going to be a change in the season for you at that time of the year.
2: Okay. Do you see, for example, do you think this is March, April, May, June sometime?
1: mm More around September, October.
2: Oh, September, October of next year?
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, man. But <laughs> so you don't see it yeah. right in the...
1: Mm-mm, I see it in the fall equinox. It's something about okay, that fall that's going to have an effect on you intuitively. Sure. I, I, actually, well,
3: what right. I hear,
1: what I actually hear, what I actually hear is it's going to be coming out of summer. It's going to be like the actual seasons change. Um, there's parts of you that you're going to shed in the fall, and then there's parts of you that's also going to blossom in the fall.
2: So I do know when it's I'll know when the time will be.
1: Your spirit good. already knows.
2: Okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to be before then. All right. Okay, so that actually that tells me I know what I need to do. So in the meantime I just have to put everything into plans, plan everything and start um take, taking actions on things that I need to do now.
1: That's correct. Oh,
2: all right. <laughs> well, thank you. I know it's just, <laughs> you burst my bubble, and I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, so that that well, you know what? I have more of an insight, so I I don't have to rush or anything. So that sounds right.
1: Good. Yeah,
2: sounds good. You gotta have a good foundation know. and
1: be prepared.
2: All right, I'll put this on the calendar so I know.
1: Okay. Thank you for calling. All right.
2: Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for calling this evening, Stacey. It's so uh, beautiful
0: because, uh, you know, in listening to these readings, it's like um, it's a trust exercise. Like I said, everyone is psychic. You just may not realize it, meaning all of us are connected with our intuition, our visioning, our creative, where we can see the vision of what we want our life to look like. Um, But then like our mind begins to get in the process where we look at uh, if this, then that, in a very logical standpoint. And what I find is when people come and connect with a spiritual counselor for a reading, it's just affirming for you. Like, yep, I said it. Yep. In case you were wondering, I'm gonna send you a second reading day <laughs> day tomorrow, and then you will have no more doubt <laughs> that right. you right. Message.
1: <laughs> you hit it on the nail.
0: <laughs> right, right. I love it. So all the callers this evening that dialed in for a reading, I'm just so thankful for your energy of beauty that was added to the evening and for your willingness to have your spiritual business in the streets, if you will, in terms of
3: conversation.
0: Well, okay. So that others can see because many people have never had a reading before or an encounter with a psychic or intuitive. And so part of this uh, is intended to be educational because uh, there is a fear that can happen where people are like, well, I don't want to hear I'm going to die. I don't want to hear bad news, you know, that kind of fear of what is the message going to be. And so you providing the readings this evening and folks asking their questions can show people that you're not going to get smoked with uh, fire and lightning when you pick up the phone to consult somebody about your spiritual life. (laughs) I haven't seen any lightning strike in yet on the phone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha It has been an absolute pleasure speaking with you this evening, and I have another amazing guest lined up for you guys next week on Tuesday, same time, 8 p.m. Eastern, and this replay will be up in the next day or two on the Viber YouTube, as I shared. And, of course, tell your friends if you want to pass on the podcast link to them, play it on the replay replay and make yourself acquainted with Berwin. I certainly have enjoyed having a conversation with you. We kind of speak a similar language coming out of church. So uh, I've enjoyed it. Yeah,
1: we have to do this again. This was fun. (laughs) I
0: know, I know. Well, hey, we'll have to look at that because we've got space on the Vibrate Collective Network. For other voices, I've got a couple of new shows and people who are going to be hosting those shows coming up, so maybe we're going to have the Prophet Hour or, you know, Prophet BK or something uh, in the future, uh, you know, as a way to increase people's knowledge with the things that you're teaching and the subjects that you're talking about and through your unique connection with God and spirit. I've truly been just, uh, I'm smiling from ear to ear as I usually am because i enjoy asking these questions and getting to know you and i look forward to meeting you in person since we are in atlanta i can only trust that that will happen in divine time do you have any last words like like wisdom and or if you had to like communicate one good thing to everybody who's listening tonight or who might come across your story at some point in the future
1: I would say, actually, before you said it, I was thinking that. of <laughs> um, <laughs> Trust the God within you. Mm-hmm. Everything works out in your favor. There's a scripture that said, all things work out for the good of them that are called according to his purpose. And because we are here on this earth, we are called for a purpose. Mm-hmm. You may not know what it is. You may not know what it looked like. But you have a purpose and trust the God within you, ask the God within you questions, and he will talk to you and he will lead you. Things will become synchronized and you will follow the path and you will sometimes we don't realize that purpose is not a actual destiny. It's a journey Mm -hmm. and make Mm -hmm. sure that you enjoy the journey.
0: Absolutely. We're meant to be joy. That's the greatest part about it all. I'm sure you are, like, in your happy places. You are connecting and giving your wisdom and things. and I know it has to make your heart feel good to be able to see the impact that your gift has on others.
1: It's very humbling. It's very humbling.
0: Right. Well, Berwyn, thank you. And to each of you who tuned in, thank you. This week, I wish for you that your life is just going to be so exploded with blessings that those blessings are going to spill out and overflow onto the world around you, expanding that beautiful gift that we receive from the Creator, the light in me honors, sees, and loves the light in you. Namaste.